We all know that angst when there are things we just don't know how to talk about. You know, the things we keep secrets about, like our sexuality. We're Sean and Helena Bonito, and we welcome you to the Secret Habit Podcast. We find it so hard to find couples willing to talk about sex and how to live out God's design for sexuality. This is why we are here, to be that couple for you. Relational challenges around sex can be so awkward to talk about. That is why this podcast is all about authenticity with a heavy dose of fun. We want you to experience hope that inspires change. The kind of change that helps you laugh stronger, laugh harder, and sex better. Let's go! Hey, Sean and Helena coming back to you with part two of the four stages of pornography withdrawal symptoms. It was so cool. The other day I was talking to a client and he's been reading Your Brain on Porn, which is a really awesome book if you want to learn even more about all of this stuff. But he was saying like, Sean, it's been about 90 days since I started working with you and it hasn't been perfect. He's watched pornography a few times since we started working and has been up and down with masturbation. But he said, because I've been changing my brain and my mind and doing the exercises and the reflections and the inner child work, I actually feel like my life is already changing. I feel different. And that's a testimony to living out these four stages. Really what we're doing is we're just renewing the mind, rewiring the brain. There's an ultimate way to do it, which is from sobriety, but it's amazing that even when we just take forward steps with the right mindset shift with someone encouraging you and coaching you along the way, you already feel different. And I just thought, mm. what a cool testimony. Hey, hon, that's amazing. I, love I didn't that. even tell you that. No, you didn't tell me that. Yeah. So I love hearing that for the first time. And I love hearing how, how people are being transformed and uh, finding, finding sobriety and freedom. Yeah, amen. So today we are going to go through stages three and four, and there's actually a bonus stage, which is freedom. So last week we talked about stages one and two, which is the shock stage and the testing stage. Now we're going to talk about stage three, which is the integrity stage, and stage four, which is the foundation stage. And really these are important because stage one and stage two are really hard. Like when you're quitting something, the first like four to eight weeks is challenging. You know, even the first three months, like those are hard times just simply because you're doing something so new, you're, you're in shock, you're getting tested, your body and brain and mind and everything is screaming at you, right? Mm -hmm. Like we've, you and I have both quit things before, not just porn and masturbation, but different foods and all these things you're going through some food stuff right now. It's like mm -hmm. when we quit something that we're comfortable with, it, it's hard. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's challenging. I think, um, I think we're just trying to bring on the perspective of like, you know, it is not going to be all unicorns and rainbows. Right. And like, even when you hire a coach, like it, nothing is just a unicorns and rainbows. And I just want to also stress this. Like, I think that so many people kind of like think that uh, they do expect unicorns and rainbows flying when, you know, uh, they hire a coach or they kind of like, I, I feel like sometimes even when they, you know, give their life to Jesus, they expect unicorns and rainbows to fly and uh, that there's not going to be circumstantial things coming out in our ways to make that this life is is difficult mm. and that yeah. we are learning to grow and and walk this life That's right. um and essentially we're just learning <laughs> yeah 
So if you didn't listen to last week's episode, please go back and listen to that. That really frames everything we're going to be talking about now. Um, And just before I get started on stage three, I just want to put in a plug for the Secret Habit Men's Community. This is a free private community where Christian men can heal. They can find support. They can find other men to run with. There's monthly calls. There's two free mini courses. There's opportunities to learn and get insight from me as the lead coach. It's a safe place for men to heal from porn addiction because one of the first things we need in recovery is safety. And one of the famous quotes is the opposite of addiction is not sobriety, it's connection. So we're trying to bring all of that together in one safe place. So secrethabit.ca slash community. You can also see the link below. Yeah, that sounds really awesome, babe. And I know you've had a lot of engagement there as well. And I, I wish, you know, this would be available for you uh, yeah. when when we were struggling. So uh, let's not wait any longer and let's get into the stage three. Uh, and I know that you call this stage integrity stage. And I'm really curious and I'm sure that everybody's curious, what does this mean? Uh, what does it look like? What is the time period that this usually happens in? Yeah, totally. So stage three is the integrity stage, as I would call it. It's like between four and 12 weeks after quitting porn. Like I said in last week's episode, it's it varies depending on your situation, your story, your you know consumption of pornography. But I like to call this the integrity stage because after you know four, eight, 10 weeks or so, like you're kind of overcoming the bodily responses now it's going to be more of like a head game your mind's going to battle with you your thought life's going to battle with you you're going to start feeling a lot better and maybe fall into a comfort zone so this is really the integrity stage because you're going to be challenged to be integrous to the commitment you made to the recovery process and when it seems like everything's going well i wouldn't consider you free yet sometimes i meet guys who've been sober for a month or two and they're feeling really good for a week and they call themselves free from porn but ultimately the the body's still going through transition. The the brain and the mind are still renewing and rewiring. So it's important to just stay committed to the long-term game because you're going to be better off for it. So just really recognize that this stage is probably going to feel different. Like you're, you might not have these radical roller coaster ups and downs as much as you did before. So that's why it can feel a little bit more comfortable. Like things are really progressing more than quote unquote they are. They are, but not like you're five years free from porn. So it's Mm -hmm. just good to recognize this is about integrity, staying true to what you said you would say, just, to saying to what you said you would do even when there's one random bad day because that one random bad day is just a sign to say you're still on the path to recovery so the good news about this stage is that a lot of those like withdrawal symptoms the flatlining they start to dissipate after around four weeks so you can really look forward to that but just be aware that everyone's a bit different it might take three months which is 12 weeks but at the end of the day if your mindset is set on long term then you're in this for the long haul And that means that you have integrity. So just being really, really aware of that. Uh, A word of wisdom that I like to share with guys is that if you've been watching porn for, let's say, 10, 20, even 30 years, it's really fair to give yourself at least three to four months to make some progress. And that's pretty cool to think that God can restore 10, 20, 30 years Mm -hmm. of addiction and trauma and pain in four, five, six, seven, eight, nine months. Like that's yeah. incredible to think God can do that. God can restore the years that the locust is eaten. And we are a great testimony of this. So really, I, yeah. I think that's a great words of wisdom. So I I know that there are um, like, kind of like what we were talking about, the, the, what to expect. So I don't like, yeah. what, what can people expect? 
what the guys can expect when in, in the, within this period of time. That's right. So if you're just tuning into this one, go back and listen to last week's, but we're talking about this being like a what to expect, that famous book for when you're pregnant and you're what to expect when you give birth and have a baby. So this is what this is all about. So what to expect in the integrity stage. You can expect random temptation. Like I said, you're probably going to be walking through this stage feeling a lot better and there might just be abnormal, random experiences that become very tempting and it might not even be sexual. It might be very emotional and in these moments, it's so important to slow yourself down, recognize some of the things that we've already talked about with the mindset shift, some of the recovery actions, but really deep breathe, deep breathing and reverse engineering what might have happened so that you don't go down the path to common places like relapse. Second thing you can probably expect is bursts of overwhelming emotion. So maybe not so much the roller coaster, but out of nowhere, you might just have a burst of, it could be even like crying. And for men, that can be really weird when all of a sudden you get very emotional. Um, that's the reality. It could be sadness, it could be crying, it could be rage, it could be overwhelming, a sense of controlling something or somebody. Um, it might seem random, but the re reality is, is, again, going back to what we talked about last week, your brain is recalibrating, everything's coming together, and it's just important to recognize Again, this is going to be a stage where you're going to really slow yourself down, come to a place of center, and recognize that this is all part of the process. But it's very odd. Like, I, I know for me, like this last summer, I hired a grief coach to help me over some things that were in the way for me being able to cry. And that's been part of my last like four or five months, is mm -hmm. I feel like I've been crying more than ever before. And sometimes it does feel really random. It's like, whoa, I, I am a sensitive person. I didn't even really know that. And I just I think that's that. kind of cool. And you've actually experienced, you've, you've watched that. Or... Oh, yes. Well, Sean couldn't cry, like, until, like since he was a child. I had some traumatic blockages, and, really, and, since I was 13. Yeah, and then just, like, seeing him open up and cry, like, it's just so precious to see that. Like, that, um, I think the sensitivity, like, people, people can be afraid of, but it's actually what makes us human, what makes us like real um yeah. yeah and i think it's so beautiful because even the crying just like mm. releasing of the crying actually is good like yeah. it's it's actually good That's for right. us it's yeah very good so, so it's just great to see that transformation mm. so but yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that's what you're saying these bursts of emotions yes. that are actually really good and they tell us something about ourselves yes exactly yeah so next one is insomnia which again isn't um different like stage one had insomnia as well but again your body's, you're still in this place of your body's used to orgasming before bed. And again, you're still teaching your body how to go to sleep and do healthy things without the need for orgasm, masturbation, pornography. So again, it's going to be a big part about purging the mind, journaling, learning about what's on your mind, thinking about what you think about is yeah. a really cool way to put and it. And just say like, Orgasm, like Sean is saying, like, you know, oh, do the healthy things, you know, it's kind of like, it sounds like, oh, orgasm is bad. And, you know, um, it, it's kind of like, I just kind of want to like, sure, have, a, have a little pause here. Yeah. That's not what we're talking about here. You know, I think it's it's kind of good to say that the there are areas of our lives. And, and if you have experience that how it's affecting your life, well, pornography addiction is affecting your life. Now, the so much of what you have experienced, what you have teach your brain to do is unnatural. Yeah, that's right. And so we're just really going back to natural. Orgasm is good, but it's like 
it's like now it's kind of like your brain is on a total robot mode and in a way that it's like it shouldn't, you can't it shouldn't even, need orgasm it shouldn't need anything to be able to go to sleep yes exactly just like a natural natural way just coming i would just like to call this coming back to the natural state of like what what is natural what's it what is going back to some normalcy um yeah, because I it, it don't you know the pornography really rewired it all the natural ways of you doing life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just want to encourage that yeah, that so we're good. going back to the so natural, good. back to the uh, way that you don't have to be feeling controlled. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah, to be controlled by an orgasm, something that's beautifully created for beauty, is not healthy. Anything we're controlled by. Yeah, exactly. You know, if you know, food is beautiful. It's good. But it's like the when we are controlled by it, it is it yeah. is going to. It's kind of like you know God has given us a dominion over the yeah. earth, yeah. Um, and we don't, you know, we kind of live like we don't have that. Like, so I just wanted to encourage that yeah. that there is we're going back to the natural, and mm. so people don't have to feel like oh, like yeah. Sean is like against orgasm <laughs> or. <laughs> I don't no, know. I'm happily married. It's great. <laughs> So let's just wrap up the uh, what to expect here. So the last one is depression. And really this can, you can fall into states of feeling depressed. Um, the label depression is, is a whole nother tangent, not a whole nother topic. But you can just fall into this place where it seems like nothing matters. And I, and I really believe that this is like the epitome of the battle of the mind. And that's why this is about integrity. Because we really need to check ourselves, check our thoughts, check our beliefs. And realize that our, our dopamine levels and everything are still resetting and recalibrating. But... When we're in the integrity stage, because there is a an opportunity for us to get over the hump of the withdrawal symptoms, syndromes, symptoms, <laughs> I said syndromes earlier, symptoms, that's funny, um, we're actually going to start realizing there's a test for our mind, which is our ideology, our thought processes and whatnot. So this is really where those mindset shifts become so important. And if you did that in stage one and two, you're already preparing yourself to be stronger in that area. So those are the four things of what to expect. Um, it's, it's really important just to recognize that you're not going to be able to plan for like random temptation and bursts of overwhelming emotion every time. So going back to like stage one, we talked about the shock stage craving. You got to really plan ahead of what could happen. Prepare yourself to slow down, to reflect, to breathe, and actually have some people to talk to and call when needed. So some mindset shifts for the integrity stage is I can overcome anything and am well on my way to freedom. My emotions are good and I can learn from them each and every day. I find rest in the Lord and trust that he will get me through this day. I am loved and supported in this recovery journey. So those are some mindset shifts and some simple action steps you can do in this step. Set up daily calls with friends to stay connected and encouraged. Limit your caffeine intake and cut it out after 12 p.m. Get out of the house and be around your friends and family. Find a soothing tea or drink to have as you wind down for bed. Journal your thoughts and feelings to reverse engineer what's happening. Purge your mind often, also known as brain dumping, and shutting off your phone at 9 p.m. So again, these will all be available. Here's what we're doing. If you go on our website, the link will be below, secrethabit.ca slash blogs, you'll see this blog available. It's gonna be the first two steps, step one, step two. If you want full access to everything we're talking about, step one, two, three, and four, and even the bonus stage, five and all of the action steps and scriptures and everything we're talking about all you got to do is enter your email in that blog post and you'll get a uh basically a a totally free download for this pdf 
It'll yes. bring you right to being able to read it online, but if you want to download it, you can get that as well. But that's totally free, something we want to offer, the four stages of porn addiction withdrawal sim- sim- symptoms <laughs> <laughs> and want to make sure you have access to that. So let's move on here. We are now talking about stage four, which is super exciting. This is the foundation stage, which is where you kind of like laid a new foundation. This is three months, 12 weeks and onward. Like that's a big deal. Hey, hon, you remember, yes. you remember what changed for us? Like after like three months, it was wild. It was like, Sean was like a different person. He was like so hyped up. It was hilarious. It was great. I loved it. Whole new world he opened was up like, for me. He was like so hyped up and it was so good. You, I think you wanted to write a book, didn't you? In that yeah. time as well. Like you were like, this, is, this how, is crazy. Like people need to know this, how amazing this feels. Like yeah. then this, this is, is what how we're sec- talking about. That's how Secret Habit started is I felt like God wanted me to write a book yeah. about how amazing it feels to be sober and free. And it was really something. Well, I think back then you kind of didn't understand the, the, the difference between no, sobriety and not. freedom. And that's why it was this hyped up stage. It yep. wasn't like... Um, yeah, there, there's a big difference. And that's why we also had still like lots of problems uh, the next two years because I was like, oh, I thought he's free. And then yeah. there's still like right. some problems. Um, so this is good to know as well. Yeah. It's, it's a very much a hype up stage, which is like great because you can at least have like this hopeful feeling to what yeah. what is next to come if like, you know. Well, that's exactly why stage three is the integrity stage. Mm-hmm. Because if it starts feeling good and everything's exciting and you're quote unquote free, it's very hard in those places when crap hits the fan to handle it well. Yeah. Right? So that's why stage three is about integrity because you're committed to your decision to this process. Mm. So that when you move along in the journey, you're not expecting it to be easy or perfect. You're actually healing along the way. Mm. And that's what integrity is all about. Mm, I love that. And that's why stage four is the foundational stage because you're building a new foundation prior. It's not like all of a sudden you have this new foundation. You've already been building it. If you can get through stages one, two, and three, stage four means that you have a foundation that is healthy and solid being built ultimately yes. on Christ. So that's what stage four is really all about is like, wow, after three months of sobriety, you know, roughly 90 days, you've gone through a massive detox. You've been shifting your mind, shifting your actions, taking this one day at a time, and you've built for yourself something that can be the foundation to a life of freedom. Mm -hmm. I really think three months is a huge milestone that needs to be acknowledged. And there's this quote that I I think I I might have made it up. I don't know. I don't remember hearing it anywhere, but it's the quality of your foundation will dictate the quality of your recovery. Mm. And so so true, right? That's so good. I love that. I think it's probably yours, Sean. It sounds like you. I just wanted to say one thing here. I'm just going to put, put a little plug in here. But um, I'm wondering if you guys are listening this to this as a couple, if there's a woman out there listening to this, I know we have women audience as well. So I just wanted to say here that many times within this stage, this is what happens for women, is that it's kind of a teeter-totter thing here. So you're, uh, you know... Your husband, if you guys are engaged, you know, he might be, uh, or your um, your partner, your, you know, your, if you guys uh, are just in a relationship right now, um, you know, he is probably going to be on this uh, teeter-totter. He's going to be, like, on the top of the world, like, feeling so amazing. Like, uh, you know, Sean is going to be kind of, like, sharing what are the amazing things he's going to, they're going to feel. And you're going to be, like, 
you or not you're gonna be you might be i just want to say that this this is very normal where he's like totally excited and you're like still not there because of so many times you've been burned that he's like oh i'm free and then like and then again like we're back at square one so like you don't want to get your hopes up because you've been so many times you've heard so many lies you've been like you know is this like real and so Many times what happens is that you're on the teeter-totter, you're on the down, like you're in the, like feeling all these emotions, like, you know, not a while ago, he just dumped this all on you, like that, all the reality of what he's actually, the reality, what's happening, and now he is on the top of the world because he's like free of all the things that he is holding, he was like holding inside, but you're like, now all that he dumped on you, now you're feeling the weight of it and the reality of it, and so like you, until you're like, you're still processing it. So it takes time to process something like this, especially if you've had also prior experiences of men, you know, maybe heartbreaks and things like that. It might be very difficult to feel the same joy, like seriously, okay? Um, So this is just very normal. If you're in that stage and you're feeling this down, it's just important that you have some people you can talk about this and just want to say that to you. This is very normal that he might be feeling like on top of the world and you are just feeling like I'm not there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's a natural response because you need to still process a lot of the things that he's still, you know, the reality of what he still dumped on you three months ago or two months ago. Um, and just the reality of the whole whole pornography addiction. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Like so many men, because they aren't educated to build integrity into this process, it becomes all about hype and after mm-hmm. three months of being sober it's there's actually this common belief that they're not going to be tempted anymore there's this common belief that their their recovery is going to all of a sudden get easier mm-hmm. and and it does in the way because you're learning how to handle yourself but if all you're doing is avoidance and behavior modification then you're actually not making it any better because it's like a dormant volcano. There's going to be a point where you can't handle the heat anymore and you're going to blow up. So if you've never actually built the integrity it takes, the actionable steps it takes, the mindset it takes, the heart that it takes to be someone who has a new foundation, you don't have a new foundation. And that's a problem. So if you're at stage four and you don't believe your foundation is different, go back to stage one or hire a coach, join the community. Those are crucial things because we don't want people just to walk around in prohibition. We want people to walk around in victory. And that is what a new foundation is all about. You know, Jesus is very clear when he says that the difference between the the man who builds his house on the rock and the man who builds his house on the sand is that they built it on different foundations. Mm. The wind and the storm still hit, but it's what they built it on. Mm. And that's what this is all about. So I want to start with the foundation stage, the exciting things about what to expect from this stage, because now you can start to expect, like Helena was saying, like, I was hyped, like, things started happening, like, our Mm -hmm. sex life, our intimacy, our our eye contact, our laughter, like, we started experiencing life again. So here's some things you can look forward to. I'm just going to go through them a little bit quicker so you can grab this PDF and dig a little bit deeper into them, but you can expect a greater relationship with God, more meaning and purpose, radiating joy contentment, a renewed sex drive, higher energy levels, intense focus, self-respect, and intimacy with God, with your partner, with friends, with other people. Doesn't those just sound amazing? We've been talking a lot about depression and low sex drive and insomnia and fear. And it's like, wow, 
90 days later, you can start experiencing this kind of stuff. Mm. And that was our experience, right, hon? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Like, I, I, like, that was kind of like, finally kind of saw things were changing and not just in Sean's words. Um, this is kind of where I would say start a s- s- st- trust. It's actually not in the depression stage that the trust is starting to build. It's kind of like in this stage where you finally see some results where it, it, like for women, it's very hard to see anything at the beginning. And now I would say like, you know, if it's like 90 days, you're like, okay, there are probably things changing. So you're slowly rebuilding trust around this stage. Um, I would say that, you know, once you can see sort of a real tangible differences uh, that the man is not just talking about is also like he's actually saying what he's doing um, it changes a lot of the trust where you know if you've been just if somebody's telling keep telling you one thing over and over again but it's like they actually are totally not following up on what they're saying it's just or then they are lying. It's just very difficult. Like the, the trust is just going to naturally be 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 just damaged in that relationship. The bond mm-hmm. that you guys have, the trust that you guys have, is going to just just crack. Mm-hmm. And so what's happening? I would say in this stage, those ones are the glimpses of the crack getting started to seal, mm-hmm. and you can slowly starting to see the That's crack good. getting connected. And I I must say that like um, that takes a long time. You know, trust is broken very easily and trust mm. is rebuilt, takes time. Yeah. Uh, but I would say this is kind of the hope stage for trust. I would also say that um, that's kind of where we can uh, we can see a glimpses of hope. So good. So good. And if there are cracks that aren't being sealed, it's not like you have to be perfect here, but mm-hmm. sealing those cracks comes from connection, intimacy with the Lord, intimacy with your wife, intimacy with other people, doing the things that quality recovery requires like mindset shifts and looking into our inner child and joining a community etc it's really important but it's so crucial to be on alert for what i call the foundation stage relapse because people often you know start thinking they're doing really well and they forget about the character they're developing the integrity they've decided on already just talked about this but there are some things you might encounter some potential threats as you move past 90 days of sobriety and i want to name those and again to get the full detail on these please download the pdf but the first one is random temptation again you're you're going to get hit with temptation if you're not aware of it going to be happening it can feel random and it can really really sideswipe you so be very aware that there's still going to be times of random temptation and it might again not be sexual in nature it might start very emotional second one is insecurities insecurities can cause men and women to do things that they never thought they would do because we feel insecure about ourselves we look for other things to make us feel secure especially when it's emotional that's really powerful. Fear of failure can be a really, really powerful force, especially guys that I've seen. They're afraid of relapsing, afraid of this, afraid of that, and fear is crippling, and it robs us from living out our potential. Pride, talked enough about that already when we you know, think we're doing better than we are. You know, Scripture's pretty clear. Pride comes before the fall. And you've seen that in my life a lot. Hey, hon? Yeah, yeah. I have seen that. Yeah, It's a human condition, unfortunately. It's so easy for us to fall into that trap. So I'm speaking from experience. Helena as well. We all do yeah. it. It's just the reality of our flesh. I think it was kind of like, to me, it was a bit annoying to, I know this sounds terrible, but I remember <laughs> like it was a bit annoying to me. Like, like he thinks he's like all good after, you know, lying kind of the whole time. And 
like that he's never gonna like there's never gonna be issues again and yeah, like i was kind of yeah. like skeptical still sure. i just remember like it was 90 days and he was just like walking around like he's <laughs> he like's got it all like it's all good and like what are you still like kind of you know uh not happy about See, i'm not and... a perfect template for all this <laughs> i share from my mistakes I just remember this. Like, I know it's terrible. I I had a lot to learn as well. I, I, I can tell you guys. Like, there were things that, like, I was not, uh, it wasn't, it was not on my side, you know. I could have done so much better. But in a, in a way of, like, this was just the reality what I was feeling. Like, I was like, like, you just, I don't know. Like, I don't feel like you're free yet. Like, you just struggled your whole life with porn. And then the last 90 days, like, you were... Uh, you just sound like you're never gonna have an issue. And I think you, you just painted in more of maybe two pink of colors. Like, sure. Um, I, I think I was also naive as well, though. Like, oh, I kind yeah. of had some, like, ideas of what is going to look like everything after the 90 days and uh, not having an idea of the potential problems and how to handle them. Um, which is comes uh, comes from like having a good foundation, which I think that we both probably both you and I needed a better foundation, yeah. and that's why we were talking about it today. <laughs> yeah, in my first like two years of sobriety, I didn't really have a great deal of like deeper inner child work, even like core belief work, mindset work. I had been educated on looking into my traumas, but. I don't really feel like I was guided in how to heal those traumas. It was more like become aware of them and then what's next? Mm-hmm. So a lot of the work that Helen and I do today, especially me with the guys I work with, is acknowledging, becoming aware, but then healing. Um, so yeah, so there, there's a whole bunch of potential threats. The last one is disconnection. Um, when you're on recovery, you know, there's guys that I work with that are separated from their wives, like divorce, and that disconnection can be really hard. So as you're starting to feel better in your recovery and your sobriety, it's easy to think that everything should just start happening, mm-hmm. but that doesn't necessarily mean it will. Continue to be integrous in the decision you made and trust the Lord that he will restore the years, the locust ate. Like that's really yes, all you can do. Yeah. And I just wanted to pause here for a sec, but I, I wanted to ask you, is it in a lot of times where men kind of started like expect from their wives to like, like just uh, flock to their mm. knees and like start like, you're like the best husband ever for doing this. And maybe they're not in that stage yet. You know what I'm trying to say? So like where the husband maybe has an expectations on yeah. where the wife should be totally. um, in this stage. So do you think that that's true? Yeah. I absolutely think it's true. And what do you think about that? Yeah, I know I posted a question not too long ago in a different community about like what's the number one thing you need in your recovery right now or what would help you feel hope in your recovery. Mm-hmm. And a good chunk of the men said like comfort or compassion and affirmation from my wife. Mm-hmm. The problem with that is I from what I gather is most of those guys are still relapsing like daily and weekly. They're not even at this place. Mm-hmm. It's very common because guys that start with porn are often the guys that have a insecure attachment. So they long for someone safe for them to be with mm-hmm. and for that person to almost be their savior in some way, shape or form that affirms them, accepts them and everything. But yeah, I don't, I don't think it's fair at all for someone who has been proven untrustworthy to expect trust that's ex- right? that's exactly what it is yeah someone someone that has proven untrustworthy to 
to have suddenly trust back. This is the, this is the thing. Like I am just saying that I know this sounds hard, but that is the consequence of the addiction itself. It is the consequence of porn addiction and the lies. And the greatest painful consequence is the the damage of the trust, security, and safety of the bond that you guys have mm-hmm. together. That means the wife. Yeah. And so now I I just I just want to stress this. Like that is a natural consequence. Yeah. That we that you will just going to have to live with until you proven to to be trustworthy mm-hmm. again. And I know that this sounds very very difficult. Yeah. But it is un- unfortunately that is the natural consequence you're dealing with that yeah. porn addiction brings yeah. within the marriage. And that's why we stress to people before they get married. Yeah. You guys, like you have the greatest chance to to knock this out the, out of the park right at the beginning. So you don't have to deal with this. And the you know, most wives are very supportive and loving and, and everything if if you really look into this. But it's like when you bring this into a marriage, it's just going to eat yeah. eat the relationship alive. That's right. And so it's just a natural consequence of that. Yeah. And so bang on. That's that's all I can say. And I also want to, but I, I want to encourage the women to, you know, to also to, to, to take a responsibility for that, 100% responsible for themselves and, and what they can do uh, in that season, you know, being toxic and, and, not, and, and unhelpful, not having the right, um, it, it is also can be very toxic and unhelpful. So I yeah. just want to say that from that part, you know, I, I seek women to be around with and I also seeked a way to not not dump everything on my husband mm. and really try to help. And so I try to do everything on my part as well. Mm. So, and I want to set that yeah. standard in the same time, even though we've been hurt, we don't want to hurt the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to raise bar uh, in a way of like, I am not going to hurt the same way you've hurt me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good. I think something, wait, just to piggyback on what you're saying, that's really key. And I'm not a woman and I haven't experienced it from that side, but if you're seeing your partner or husband making these changes, it's really important to to assume the best, yeah. which is not easy to do, but that is something that I would encourage you to do. If you start to see like, whoa, like I've never seen him actually follow through on that before. Mm-hmm. It's a sign that he is moving in the right direction and to continually assume the worst I understand it can be a defense mechanism. It can be a protective nature. It is a trauma mechanism. Yeah. yeah. So we're not dismissing that, but it's so beautiful. Like I know when Helena started moving towards assuming the best in me, actually seeing like, well, like maybe Sean isn't exactly where he's saying. Maybe he's a little prideful. Maybe he's a little hyped up, but... I can see that he's changing. Yes. And, I can, and there's exactly something there that I can grab onto. Yes. So that's really important. And the yeah. second thing is men. It's true. Ask your wife, what would she need to see to be able to trust you again? Mm-hmm. Like, why don't you find out the blueprint and then follow it? Like, that's yeah, absolutely. Like, that's not like overly crazy. Like, I know for me, when I'm just doing something for the sake of doing it, after a couple of days, I get it drives me crazy. I'm like, why am I even doing this anymore? Mm-hmm. I, I need some sort of blueprint to keep me on track. So that could be helpful. Yeah, you guys have, need to have an open conversation about what it means uh, for you guys to rebuild trust because those those stages are just they they're very much revealing the the you know 
sometimes the lack of trust um, yeah, and that, that yeah. also how long it takes uh, to rebuild trust. And we have a podcast on, on rebuilding of trust and it's something that we continue to talk about because it's basically one of the things that, you know, women and both you guys, you both need safety and security. Right. And and I'm just saying, it's not you, it's it's the porn addiction that, that really, that damage, that safety and security you have with each other. And so this is what you guys are rebuilding. And so now if the porn addiction is, if porn is coming back to your life, it's just going to keep damaging that safety and security with, with the, the, the bond that you guys have. Yeah. It's just the, the reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's really helpful. Extra, yeah. extra tidbit there. Cause it really matters because mm-hmm. this three months of sobriety is substantial. We want to make sure that it's foundational to the relationship as well. Um, there's some great mindset shifts and some action steps for stage four. I'll leave that for the PDF for the sake of time. I think we covered some other really good stuff there. Again, a lot of these things aren't super trans, like super different than what we were talking about before, but I will say some of the action steps for stage four is like start dating your wife again, like start doing a gratitude journal, do something that brings joy to your day every day. Like these are the kind of things that you start changing. You start moving towards because you start, you move from freedom from something to freedom for something. And it's really powerful. And then there's a bonus stage. So there's the four stages, which is really the three months, the first 90 days of sobriety. But then there's the bonus stage, which is really like two to five years of sobriety, which is where you start entering into freedom. And that's really substantial. So you might stay in that foundational stage for quite some time. I know I did. And freedom is, guys, is so much more than sobriety. Freedom is really a mindset and an, an entire ability, a confidence to live in this crazy sexualized world and make integrous decisions make good decisions like that is so powerful to be able to walk around in this crazy world and be confident Mm -hmm. that you're free like i don't walk around in fear of relapsing sometime soon that that hasn't happened for five years like that's pretty incredible um to be able to walk around go to the beach go to the mall go to all these places where it's over sexualized and just say i I, I'm confident. Yeah, I think I just want to stress this. This is something that I've really seen. And I would say especially the last year, uh, I have seen a huge jump in like the difference from like three to five years. Yeah. Like, uh, so when Sean was around like the three years of sobriety now, he's like basically the, he's five years, five and a half now. And I can say I have seen a human, like, like the way I see Sean, there's just this um, kind of what, what Jesus was doing. Like he was interacting with any sort of women and just was seeing her for who she was. And I think just the ability, this is basically, Sean's brain is back to its normal stage. And so that's why he's also, and, and there is a way of the help that you have received, Han, to be able to make sense of so many things. And I have seen you, the way I have seen you interact with other women, and this is so beautiful for me to see as a woman. Mm-hmm. You guys, this is so beautiful because I love women mm-hmm. and I care about women. I am very much a justice person. And when I see my husband treating women with respect and, and I can see other women feeling safe mm-hmm. with Sean, you guys, I just feel like this is, I just want to cry. Like, I just want to cry because I'm a woman and I wish and I pray that all men are going to feel like they're just going to become safe for women instead of, you know, just kind of like these, I just, I just want to say that this is so good for both men and women in a way of Sean is not trying to bounce his eyes and like trying to like, you know, prohibit himself from engaging with other beautiful women in this world. 
but he is free. He's free to engage with other beautiful women in this world, to not、uh, objectify them, to, to dehumanize them, essentially, but just to just to really treat them like Christ would. And I I really、wow. love that. To me, I have seen that, and I can testify this as his wife, not just by based of what I'm saying, it's just based of what I have seen, what I have his actions in this life, and I can tell you. This is like the best thing, and I I pray this for all men. Seriously, me as a woman seeing this, I pray this for all men and for all women to experience this, where where we can really. I just want to say also one last thing, like an exciting thing, because we、um, we're good friends、uh, with、um, with Drew Boa, who has husband material, who has husband material, and he we've been coached by him. Um, to be husband material coaches, and something that I have noticed, you know, Drew has very much, you know, he's he's been free for this long as well. And something we we, we have been experiencing, and this is kind of what, what I was saying, is like this beautiful,、uh, like just a connection we can all have that is non sexualized, and、mm. we can talk about sexual topics,、yeah. but in such a beauty, there's such a safety、uh, between men and women. That we we had together、sure. that was actually so precious,、hmm. and I was like, you know what? This is what I want people to experience, and I think this is this is like,、um, I feel yeah, I I just feel like this is like、hmm. a God's call in our lives to have these like precious relationships in within our、uh, gender differences. Yeah, wow,、um, love that. So I just want to give you guys that、yeah. idea, that thought, that 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 yeah. That this is what's happening, and I am.、Mm. I'm just really proud of you, Han.、Mm. I, I really,、uh, it's so amazing to see that, and it's so freeing to see that as,、mm. as a woman.、Mm. Yeah, it's really special. Thank you, thank you, Lord.、Um, yeah, that's not to say that things aren't tempting or triggering or arousing. It's、yeah. to say that I am able to deal with where my thoughts would go, or where little Sean would go, my inner child, parts of me, and really recognizing that. That's my role now as as a man, is not to avoid these things. It's、mm-hmm. to welcome them and learn from them、mm-hmm. and lead myself, and that's the goal. And yeah, and that's exactly because you're not you're not walking around as an immature little Sean,、no. as 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 a little boy. You're walking around. You're leading.、Uh, you're leading. You know, from not not from. You're not being basically controlled by this little boy. You're、mm-hmm. just leading、yeah. from you being mature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, and don't always get it perfect. But really, it's cool when that becomes the foundation. Yes. When that becomes the new stage that you move into, which is freedom. So, some things you can expect in this stage is a thriving marriage, clear thought life, holistic health, family legacy, confidence. Calling and purpose, and the impacting of others, and there's some more description of all of those if you download the PDF. But it's so exciting to think about those things, and it's very realistic because that's what I've seen with guys that I run with in this industry, guys that I've helped who have been, you know, sober and free now for two, three years. Like you just see year in year out, they get healthier and healthier when they follow the principles of healing, when they work on their mind and their heart, their, their the full formation, mind, body, spirit. And they grow deeper in their confidence, not like prideful confidence, but in like I know myself, I know my values, and I know what I'm doing, what works for me, and it's really powerful. So, 
Guys, those are the five stages. We covered stage one and two last week. We covered two, thir- uh, sorry, three, four, and five today. We're gonna have that on the blog. You can download the full PDF in that blog. All the links will be below. We wanna make sure that's a gift to you. And that is something that is transformative. There's so many guys I talk to that need a document like this. They need to know what to expect. What's the roadmap to sobriety so that they can get through the hardest days so that they can move into the best days. So that is really a wrap on the the four stages, which is really the five stages, kind of a little secret bonus there. Um, but oh, that was really cool to do this with you. I wrote the the booklet, but to be able to do the podcast with you was really cool to get a, a female's perspective, to hear some of your insights on like what you experienced as I was going through these stages. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. So thanks for thanks for helping make this better. <laughs> I love I love uh, doing this with you, hun, and and just uh, being a harsh voice for women uh that they don't you know if you guys are listening to this as a couple like i remember like i just wanted to hear women talking about this as well and just you know i just want to bring in a just a just an experience from what what sean and i have had and um and what i've experienced with other women as well so um yeah i'm super grateful i really pray that this is going to be uh helpful for you uh that you will you know, you'll find some sort of vision as to what this could look like. I really, I really think that this is so important for people to to have a vision to what the healing journey looks like. Yeah, amen. So if you want to know more, download that PDF. It's our free gift to you. If you want even more for men, join the free private secret habit recovery community and be blessed by that. It is a place for you to feel safe and supported regardless if you become a client or not. And that's something that I really want men to experience is support regardless if you pay me or not. And I think that's really cool. And that's really the heart of what God called us to. And to be able to offer that now in a greater way, it's really important to us. So as we always end, we always want to make sure that you can use our failures for your success. So wishing you all the best. God bless. God bless and lots of love.